Now let's start this episode a bit differently than what we usually do. Let's start this the make-believe situation. Now this is going to be mainly focused around the recruitment professional but I'm sure you'll be able to relate to it regardless of your professional background or industry. So let's suppose that you in your current role you're happy with how everything is going. You love your job, you're passionate about your work, you love the people that you work with, you've got great relationship with all your stakeholders. The job does have its ups and downs every now and then, but that is pretty standard and these come along with every job. And now, while you are comfortable in your role, the market around you is changing. You've seen a lot of people on LinkedIn posting about how they've moved into new roles and it's become somewhat of a common sight. You've seen that certain roles have become highly desirable and salaries on offer have gone up. This still doesn't prompt you to apply for a different job because you are comfortable and happy with where you are. But then one day you receive a message on LinkedIn from a recruiter who wants to talk to you about this amazing, exciting new opportunity that they think you would be a great fit for. And this sort of sparks your interest and you think, hey, like, what's the harm? And ask for a JD. Once you've read through it, it feels like it's right up your alley. Not only are you well-versed in all the expected requirements, but some elements of the role align with your long-term goals, like people management or leading initiatives to drive change, introducing new new processes or process improvement. Not only that, but the salary on offer is pretty attractive. So you decide to throw your hat into the ring and you go through the set interview stages, after which you get the outcome that you were hoping for. You get the job. You're over the moon and super excited and cannot wait to start your new job. You start researching leadership initiatives and how to handle teams and looking into all sorts of stuff to sort of enhance your skills to be fully prepared for your new role. And before you know it, you've served your notice and the day is finally here. It's your first day. You're super excited and can't wait to meet everyone. You can't wait to sort of get to know your stakeholders and really sort of roll up your sleeves and just dive into it. Now, let's stop here in this moment of your first day and fast forward it to about two to three weeks. A lot has changed. You are now regretting the decision of leaving your comfortable job. You keep thinking of how good you had it. And you're even thinking of calling your old boss to ask for your old job back. You feel like this isn't for you and that you have to quit. So let's think like what's happened in such a short span of two to three weeks where you've now gone from being super excited to I can't wait to get out of here. So in this episode of the Agile Recruiter podcast, let's take a look at some of the reasons of why you would want to quit your new job. The first could be that it's a case of imposter syndrome. Simply put, it's when you doubt your abilities and you feel like a fraud. In this instance, it could be that once you start your new job, 
which was a step up, you feel like you don't deserve to be here. You feel like you don't have the right experience to deliver what's expected of you. And you feel like you've made a really big career jump based off on little success that you've had in the past. And the way that, or the reasoning why you're feeling this way, it could be because of new additional responsibilities that you haven't encountered in the past. For example, it could be that in your new role, you're now looking after commercials and dealing with vendors or agencies, something that you have no idea about. You're also taking charge of remote teams, something that you have little to no exposure in. And if you're feeling this way, just know that this is actually pretty common and it's completely normal. Some common ways to actually dealing with this is number one, like remember your achievements. You are the one who's got the, come this far. You are the one who was able to deliver all those projects in the past, in your last job and the one before that. You were the one who was able to lead that team, meet tight deadlines, deliver great quality work. So always remember your achievements. The second would be always give yourself credit. Remember that you weren't the only one they were interviewing. They were probably interviewing about five to six people. It was a pretty hard interview process and you were selected because you were seen as the best candidate out there. The last one would be identify what's causing these feelings. For example, I know in a new job, it's really easy to get overwhelmed, but allow yourself to take a step back and just look at one cause at a time. For example, if you haven't managed remote teams in the past, just focus on that particular issue and then just start writing what approach you would take. You would set up introductions, you would get to know each team member, you would get to know their pain points, how they love working. Take it easy. Once you break down each task or step or issue that you're facing, things do start to clear up. The second main reason of why you would want to quit your new job, it could be that you would just oversold the job. And this is something that you've seen in the market as well. You've seen that the role isn't consistent with the expectations that were set during the interview process. There are some factors that lead to miscommunication or expectations. In this instance, in this instance it could be that due to a highly competitive market, which is really short on talent, the organization just wanted to lock the right person in or was feeling really pressured to fill the opening. An example, of this could be that if it's a recruitment role, you would expect it to lead a team of five or the expectation that was set was that you're going to lead a team of five and you're going to work towards initiatives to improve processes and introduce new processes. But when you join, you find out that it's a very hands-on role that you are managed to sort of handle the end-to-end -end recruitment process anywhere from job briefing to posting to phone screening, interviews, contract generation, and this is not what was discussed in the interview process. Another example could be misinformation. For example, when you join, you're told that nothing is on fire, like everything's fine and you're going to be eased into your role. You're told that all they require of you 
is basically to observe and learn in your first three months. But in your first week there, you find out that the organization's actually very close to losing their biggest client. And then in your second week, you've just been put into a meeting where you now have to share your strategy of how you are going to turn things around and save this really big client. And that is a lot of pressure and responsibility. The third and last reason could be that it's just been a really, really bad onboarding experience. That everything sort of changed from the moment you said yes to the role. That you've been left in the dark with no communication whatsoever in terms of what the next steps would look like. No one has reached out to you to see if you have any issues with onboarding forms or anything of the sort. You have no idea of what time to show up on your first day and who's going to meet you. And the comms or emails that you do get are very delayed and don't have a lot of detail in them, but just so, sort of leave things as vague. And even if you decide to ignore these initial red flags because you are, again, super excited about the opportunity and you can't wait to join, your first day, turns out, is all over the place. Your IT equipment, your laptop isn't set up. You don't have a place to sit, so they put you in this massive meeting room. You don't have any meetings of introductions or training regarding new systems or processes in place. And everyone that you do manage to speak to has something negative to say, which sorts of you know shows you an environment of pointing fingers. And when you do call it out, like, hey, I haven't had any training, how I haven't had any introductions, what's happening? You get the response like, yeah, we'll set something up. Now, this has continued for about three to four weeks. And by now you've got this feeling of frustration and you've just decided that you can't work here anymore and you have to move on. So in a nutshell, in my opinion, these are the three main reasons of why you would want to quit your new job. One of which the imposter syndrome could be worked on, but the other two, in my opinion, are sort of unavoidable. Lastly, I would just say that if you are caught up in such a scenario or in such a situation and you have decided to resign, the best way to do it would be either in person or over team or Zoom. Um, Don't be that person who just doesn't show up, you know, like, one day just stops coming in, doesn't answer their phone, and just sends an email. So lock in some time with your leader, share your reasoning as to why you've decided to take this step. Also remember, try to be as transparent as you possibly can, but don't point any fingers, because you do not want to burn any bridges. Now, I know there's plenty of other reasons or factors that could be why someone wants to leave a new job that they've just taken. Um, But in my opinion, these were the biggest three. If you've got any more, please feel free to sort of reach out to me on LinkedIn or just comment below the post. But thank you so much for listening on on this episode of the Agile Recruiter, and I'll catch you in the next one.